Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome everybody, my name's David, I'll be your host tonight and we are going to have a look back at yesterday's match against uh, St Mirren at Ibrox, favourable result. Uh, but first of all we are being uh, joined by Owen David who's from the Glasgow Rangers Nation podcast and Owen is uh, going to get us kicked off tonight with uh, just letting us know what his wee project's about and uh, fill us all in as to what we can expect. Owen, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for the chance to speak about the channel. So I run Glasgow Rangers Nation with uh, my co-host, uh, Victoria Searle. Uh, Victoria is off tonight flying around the world as per usual. Uh, as for the channel, what we do is we try and bring daily Rangers news, updates, uh, all the the gossip, all the all the news about the about the team, whether it's transfer speculation, whether it's Michael Beale's press conferences, whether it's game reviews, whatever. We also try and get a couple of live podcasts with guests where we look at the games, look back over games. So it's all just about bringing the fans, building a fan community to bring the fans all the news about the uh, about the greatest team in football, the most successful team in football. And even though I am English, please don't hold that against me against me i am um, i've been a rangers fan since 1987 i uh, started supporting them when graham Sooners was the manager and uh you know big was a big fan of chris woods terry butcher back then that's one of the reasons why i got into them so yeah so the, the channel is all about bigging up rangers and talking about all the latest news so yes yeah, so if, if you haven't subscribed yet guys go over and hit that sub thank you davy for the chance to and everybody on gallant view to a chance just to talk about the channel 
Right, smashing on. I mean, you sound like a, a one of our own, so uh, you're most welcome. Listen, is just let us know where, where are the what platforms that will you be on? How can how can we access this? So we're on uh, all our podcasts, all our videos, everything go through YouTube at the moment. Uh, that's all. That's what we're doing at the moment. Uh, we'll obviously look to Victoria and I are looking to expand it in in the future. Obviously, once we get to, I think we're sitting on six hundred and seventy one subs at the moment. Once we hit one k subs, then we're going to sort of look at expanding it. Um, getting it onto like some of the the podcasting platforms like uh, Spotify and Apple and everything. But at the moment, we're just going through YouTube at the moment, and uh, obviously right. social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Right. Okay. If that if that covers the where when, I mean, what days are you on? Are you on every day? And and what so, days yeah. can we? Every every single day we have a video. I, I put a video out every single day. Um, gets released at some point during the day. Um when I get around to doing it and the podcasts um, we haven't really got set days for our podcast yet. Cause I kind of try and fit in around Victoria. Cause I try and get Victoria onto the podcast and Victoria has got a strange work schedule at the moment. So uh, I'm fitting in around Victoria's work schedule, but once uh, her schedule settles down, then we'll obviously be announcing on the channel on YouTube, on the community tab, uh, our set days for our podcasts. Well, I mean, I can, uh, I can only offer, you know, any help that we can provide. I mean, because, I mean, you've been, you said you've been going supporting Rangers since the 1980s. Well, there's uh, myself and the other David, you know, we go back to the world when it was in black and white. So if you're needing to access uh, anything a bit further back, then uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll do all we can to help you. That'd be great. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. That'd be great. Uh, some of us uh, were, were there on, on some of those days. Uh, anyway, on to the matter at hand. We've, uh, David, T, I'll come to yourself first. Welcome. Thanks for having me on, uh, David. Bit of a bit of a surprise. No Mason and no uh, no Colin today, so I had to set it up because it started to, to shake. <laughs> Shiver. But, uh, no, glad to be on and uh, great to talk about the Rangers again. Yeah, and Bill, yourself, how how did you uh, view yesterday's game? Hi, David. Thanks for having me on and. Uh... I'll just say, Davey T, you did a grand job tonight getting us up and running and getting us live after the debacle a few weeks ago that you had. A really solid performance there, sir. I um, could win yesterday. Seven-goal thriller. I had predicted 4-0 in the, the podcast on Thursday night, forgetting that we are Rangers and we'll ship a goal at least. And we actually shipped two yesterday, but I thought it was a very good performance uh, for the most part, defensive howlers aside. Yeah. And, and last, but by no means least, the inimitable Curry. How are we doing? Not too bad, David P. That was an, a, a nice little gentle introduction. Thank you so much. Ah, it's good to be here. The five is on as well. I'm the same as Bill, though. Can you hear me okay? That'd be helpful if I put the mic down, eh? Uh, yeah, kind of a bit better now. Yeah. Uh, same as Bill, as I predicted 5 now, forgetting about our defence. So... I'll take a half a win for that. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the night. I've got a, a few things to say, and obviously uh, we'll have different opinions for everybody. So let's get on with the show and see how we got on. Right. So uh, the team that we had out yesterday, I think we could pretty have much of all picked this in advance. And, you know, having had a look at our rather lengthy injury list. But here we go. We had Griggs and goals. We've had uh, Tav, Suter, Davis and Borna. Back four, we were then had uh, and 
cover your ears here, Davey. John Lundstrom and Nico Raskin. Uh, we then had uh, Tillman, Cantwell and Sakala with Alfredo as the as the tip of the spear up front, which uh, got us kicked off. So, Dave, coming to yourself first, I mean, was there, other than Lundstrom, who, who uh, I know you have kind of very strong opinions on, was is that pretty much the team that you expected? I think we were not quite down to the bare bones, but it was uh, with a list of injuries. I don't see how it could have been anyone else. No, well, probably, probably have to accept that he'll be getting into the team now and again. But um, if you look at their first goal, there's two players in my view that that, that should have cut that, uh, stopped that O'Hara getting to that ball, and none of the two of them, and that was Tillman and Lundstrom. They were both standing within a yard of them at one time, and they both just the boy just ran away from the two of them and uh, and. and Hit the ball in the air for the first time, and the ball into the back of the net it was a cracker. It was a cracker, a goal. I seen online people giving McGregor uh, the 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 uh, getting into get McGregor for it. There's no way McGregor could have stopped that. There's no way he, he could have put God in the goals and he would never have stopped that one. No, that was a cracker of a goal. But that was uh, that that's for me. Lundstrom and and Tillman were a, a huge uh, and. Bill even said that we're not we're not closing down players quick enough, and this was just a case that, that the two of them stood and watched the guy run away from him. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and coming to yourself, I mean, did, were you at the game or did you uh, just view it on TV? I was watching it on uh, Rangers TV, and I was doing a live stream on the channel. Yeah, so. Yeah, I agree. You know, some of the some some of the defending again was absolutely shocking. It, it, that's, I mean, some of the. Don't get me wrong. Some of the attacking play was was brilliant. I mean, the, the intricate passing, Cantwell's no look pass, just some fantastic. Stuff. It's that defending again. And Curry's right. I mean, Malik Tillman and, and John Lundstrom for the first goal just stood and admired the guy. Um, but it wasn't just that. I mean, it was the fact that no one closed down the boy crossing the ball in the box. Um, the second goal, you've got five defenders all stood within a close proximity of the ball. Takes ages for anyone to take ownership of the ball. Eventually, Suter goes and heads it and kind of falls over their guy and it goes straight again to Ahara. It's the one thing that really worries me, Davey, is, is the fact that the defending is just poor. And, you know, with that semi-final coming up at the end of this month, we cannot afford to defend like that again. We just cannot afford it. Yeah, I think we, we seem to have cornered the market in the Keystone Cops defending. You know, there seems to be, you know, particularly, you know, crosses into our box, usually, you know, sometimes end up in, in a melee, you know, in, in terms of in, in who gets to the ball first and, and no one's in control of it. You know, and amateur defenders will tell you when the ball is played into the box, someone gets commits themselves to it and gets distance on it. We just seem to head it up there three yards and it just arrives, you know, about two yards from, from where the last Rangers player touched it. We, we just seem to have cornered the market on that. It was a... Well, we we got off to we almost got off to a flyer in terms of uh, yesterday's game when we had the penalty, you know, in five minutes, which uh, which I, I would say, I mean, I don't know what your own thoughts are, but I, I would say that was on the that was one of the soft boiled egg penalties in terms of, uh, but it certainly was inside the box. He was, was inside the box, but what's your your take on the penalty and you know in Tav's uh, effort to to put it away? 
stonewall penalty as far as I'm concerned. Um, I know what you're saying about it being soft, but a soft penalty is a penalty nonetheless. Um, I think, you know, it's a, it's a clear foul. It's inside the box. So, I, I you know, I just, if, if it had been the other way around, then I always try and take that dispassionate step back and say, what would I think if Rangers had conceded that as a penalty? Would I agree it's a penalty? And I think I would, you know. Um, I think the, the goalkeeper does well. He guesses right. Um, it's struck not too badly, you know. It's Tav goes low and hard for the corner. Um, the goalkeeper just guesses right and gets to it. I think, you know, with Tavernier, he takes, well, he takes all our penalties. He takes a lot of penalties, but he doesn't miss that many, you know. And I'd still be happy to see him take some more penalties in the future. Um, but yeah, we almost got off the flyer, as you say, Davey. But unfortunately, you know, Trevor Carson had other ideas, pulls it a cracking save. Nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I thought their keeper had a couple of decent saves in the first half, to be honest. You know, there was a, a couple of efforts. I mean, Scott Arfield uh, eventually <laughs> put one through his legs, you know, at, at the end. But uh, I thought he did. He, but I I would say, to be fair play to St Mirren, they didn't come, you know, the way that most of the Diddy teams come to Ibrox, you know, and just uh, line up, you know, 10 men a- across the, the front of the 18-yard box. And it, it becomes, you know, just a, a waiting game as to when we can make the breakthrough and, then hopefully, you know, the, the, the ceiling falls in in them, you know, after we have made the breakthrough. But fair play to St Mirren. I thought they uh, were trying to, at least trying to get up the park. You know, as they uh, were a wee bit more adventurous than most sides are. Let's let's put it that way. Curry, come on to your cell. We eventually made the breakthrough in 26 minutes with uh, a guy who I'm beginning to like more and more, Mr Todd Cantwell. What was your take on that goal? See, before I, I, I say anything, uh, can I just thank Cammy Kay for joining the membership, Nicholas Moore and Brian for their one month in Cammy Kay. That's one month membership. And a big thank you to Brian for his £5 sticker that he gave us. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, it does mean a lot when you help us out. I'm sure Colin will be well chuffed as well. Uh, before, I'm not going to lie. When I heard about talk Cantwell coming to the club, and I was reading all the reports on him and what their fans were saying about him and everything on Twitter and that, I, I, I was like, I'm not too sure if I want this guy. Because it seemed that there was a lot being said about his antics off the park rather than on the park. And I'm like, I'm fancy dressed and all that. Is he just a, a, a poser and a, that wee flashy guy that thinks he thinks he's good but he's no but I'll tell you what oh, he's your best player by far <clears throat> Raskin's up there as well right enough but he's tries so hard and he gives so much and his celebration was absolutely outstanding and the fact that people are complaining on Twitter actually makes me even more happy yeah I think we we Players with a bit of personality, I mean, I think should always be welcome at Rangers, you know, because I, I think Todd's, uh, he's obviously quite a confident young man, but I, he's got the, the technical ability and, and the football brain to back it up because uh, I think he looks, he looks the real deal for us. And I, I'm quite pleased because, uh, you know, he, he got his yellow card, which it seems to be becoming a thing with Todd Cantwell, to be honest. But I think it just kind of reflects 
how much he puts into the game, you know, because he's not a shrinking violet. I think he's, uh, you can see from uh, that he's actually quite vocal with the referees because I, I think we managed to uh, get more bookings than them despite, you know, having almost half the numbers of fouls. When we had, we had two players booked and they only had one despite having uh, almost twice as many fouls. So obviously Todd maybe getting a, uh, it might be on the receipt. But on one other thing, uh, Mark, just to, uh, car, uh, just to back up what you said earlier, it's, I would like, you know, we really uh, like the people to subscribe, you know, and, and uh, to, the, to the channel. It's, it's important that if, uh, you know, the Gallant Few continues to grow, as well as, you know, uh, Owen's wee projects, so get that. We want all these, we want as many Rangers podcasts. I mean, we're just Rangers fans, you know, being with this. Or, or Rangers fans, so. Uh, well, I, I was, I, I was saying. Thanks for that. What I was yeah. saying, hey, Owen. I, I was on Owen's channel uh, on Saturday or Friday. I can't even remember. It's been a quite a hectic weekend for me. I was saying to him that we're all just the exact same as all the, these people in the chat and the comments. We're just the exact same. We're we're Rangers men through and through. We, we might not be experts on football and management and coaching and that. But the one thing we will do is we'll say it for there, we'll say it for the heart. And no everybody's going to agree with what we think. There'll be a lot of people who disagree, there are a lot of people who agree. But we'll keep it real, or we'll try and keep it as real as we can. Yeah. And we'll say it how it is, but we won't disguise it. If, if you like our content, it's fair enough. And a big, big thank you to Jim Sloan again. Just wow. A big 10 spot. Smashing. Right, David, coming back to you. We uh, we almost get in 1-0 at half time, but uh, in 45 plus two minutes, I thought this was a cracking goal, to be honest, because that, that boy, has it, it's taken a deflection. Obviously, the cross ball should have been stopped. It wasn't. Takes a deflection. He moves towards the ball, takes it on his chest, and then before the ball you know, hits the deck, volleys it right into the top corner. I mean, two goalkeepers wouldn't have stopped that. It was an it was a fantastic strike, and and here we are finding ourselves at one each. I mean, I think uh, from Michael Beale's post match comments. I mean, and I and all I did was jot down three of them, but here they are, and it's uh, it's one was mixed bag. <laughs> the second one was some harsh words at half time, and the third one was I want more. So I think possibly. Walls at half times, you know, to and and I've got a particular name as to who would, was on the end of it. I don't know whether you will agree with me, but I think Ben Davis would, would have got it. <laughs> the hairdryer from from uh, Michael Beale at half time. What was your take on their goal and, and, and the half time team talk? Well, he took him off, didn't he? Not not long into the second half, so I think he's been thinking about it as well. And we had about three chances to get rid of that ball. It had started off, it was a, a long ball, cross ball across the field to a, a guy in the, the left wing that was standing alone, really. And he managed to keep it in play, which was which which helped him. And he, he crossed it, and we were just sort of heading it and, uh, up there and heading it away uh, to, to their midfield. And it was coming back in again as quick as we were heading it away. Yeah, no, and I, I explained uh, O'Hara was standing there with, with Tillman and uh, Lundstrom just uh, standing watching him, really. 
Uh, yeah, and then the, the goal was absolutely a cracker. That was I mean, we can't take away anything from that. The, the goal was absolutely a cracker. And uh, I mean, if that was a, a Rangers player that scored that, then uh, we would be all have photos of him up in their walls uh, <laughs> for that. But I mean, I would even say he scored that guy scored thirteen goals, I believe, this season. Certainly, a player that maybe Rangers. Well, I don't know anything about him. I don't know his age. I don't know anything. But certainly, if he's going to score thirteen goals from the midfield, then it should be a it should be a, a player that we should be keeping a, at least a watch on. I see Curry's not uh, agreeing with me. I, mean, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen him in any other games, but certainly, he certainly takes chances. That's for sure. I don't think he's a spring chicken. I think he's uh, you know, mid twenties. I think he is. It's about. I think he's their captain. But I mean, certainly he's he's had a purple patch this season. But I mean, as to take him to Rangers, you know, that would be a that would be a bit of a stretch for me personally. But oh, well, no, I'll take it. Sorry, I just it's not that. It's just that um, I'd, it's not that I, I, I know anything about him. I, I don't know anything about any certain players. To be honest with you. But just going in this one game and the two goals he scored, he was certainly, certainly uh, cracking goals anyway. Oh, yeah, it was a, a nice strike. Oh, and coming back to yourself, I mean, I, w- I was in the club deck yesterday and there were well, there were quite a few expletives, you know, were uttered when we conceded, you know, right on half time and, and we then found ourselves, you know, going in at one each. Uh, and clearly from what Michael Beale's saying, that uh, he had he had some, some harsh words as, as he said. Uh, I mean, the second half when we came out, did you did you see the improvement that uh, Michael Beal was after? Yeah, I think we we did start the second half a whole lot more positively on the front foot. We got we got after them. Uh, we we went at them a little bit, and I think obviously you know that uh, that halftime uh, motiv- motivational conversation, shall we call it, must have had had some effect on on the boys. Um, yeah, I think it's. It just seems that we, we we kind of love, don't we, to kind of concede and have a have a bit of a, a slow start and just let teams back into games, don't we? We seem to love doing that at the moment, and we we've got to cut it out going forward for next season. And you know, the second half, I thought they came out well. Obviously, Fashion got his goal um, from Borna's excellent delivery. So yeah, I, I was I was more impressed with how they came out. So it, it, it proves obviously what, what Beal's doing and what Beal's saying to them is having an effect. Having an effect. I mean, the guy is obviously a very good coach, and, and and you know he knows how to set him up. And you know, I agree with you. I think probably Ben Davis did uh, did bear the brunt of those uh, those uh, angry words. Yeah, I think Ben Davis would have <laughs> his ears would have been ringing because it, 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 I think he voted. You know, when when he eventually took him off. Well, coming back to yourself, we uh, we got the goal in forty eight minutes. So Sakala. I I I suspect, and I don't know for sure, but I think fashion may have been on the end of uh, some some of the harsh words, as as Michael Beale called it. So, but it, he's got the goal in forty eight minutes. But I think what was what was your take on on his overall contribution? Because obviously there's two fashion cigars. There's one who who can perform miracles, and another one who couldn't put a nail on a dumpling. So I think I think we've seen both varieties of fashion yesterday. But after the goal, we uh, we kind of we stumbled along, and and then in sixty five minutes they get the equaliser. Jesus, we're back to square one. So I mean, fashion. What was your take on and his contribution? Because he he got yanked shortly thereafter. I um, it's funny because I'm I'm a huge fashion Sakala fan, as you guys know, 
Um, but I remember watching the game and, you know, in the first half and rolling my eyes a couple of times at things that he did or touches that he took or runs that he made. But I sat today and watched the highlights and almost every move that we had in the first half that's in the highlights, Sakala's involved in it. Um, so he clearly couldn't have been that bad, you know. But I know what you're saying. You, you do very much get two fashion Sakalas, but that's the type of thing, that goal is the type of thing that he seems to do is just catch a lot of headers because he's not a big player, but he, he always seems to time his jump or something. I don't know what it is, but he gets his head on the end of it a lot of the time. Um, excellent ball in by Barisic and just nods it in sort of to, towards the near post and past the keeper. Um, I don't know why he was axed after that because I, you know, again, looking back at the game today and watching the highlights, I actually thought he was rather decent. Um, certainly better than some of his performances this season where he's been... I, I don't even remember him being caught offside yesterday, which is almost unheard of for Fashion Sakala. So, yeah, he, he couldn't have been that bad. Um, but interesting to see that he got replaced by Matondo, and I'm sure we'll come on to discuss Rabi Matondo in a little while and sort of how we all thought he got on. But uh, I, I don't know if uh, Beal was thinking that was a like-for-like switch or whether it was... There was something different he was expecting Matondo to be offered. But when Sakala got axed, it is interesting that it was only Sakala that came off. Normally, around the 60 to 65-minute mark, you might make two or even three substitutions at once, as he did later in the game. But just I think it was on about 65 minutes, and it's just Sakala that comes off and Matondo goes on. So I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind that, because he had no long scored and was having a decent game. So whether, whether it was something else tactical, Bill wanted to try. But, uh, of course, you know, we then allowed St Mirren back into it. And I think that second goal, you know, with, with the first goal, I actually felt as if our defence had just about done enough to clear it, but then it comes back in and, you know, nobody reacts. It's the Boy O'Hara and understrike. But the second goal, I thought we were really, really sloppy. Uh, you know, just it's really poor defending what you call keystone cops. I, I don't think, you know, there's any excuse for that. And we just, we seem to keep doing that. We get a goal and then allow teams back into the game with some really sloppy defending. Yeah, I think John Suter's, you know, attempted header out. I mean, probably moved two yards or something. And Mark yeah. Ahara's at the edge of the box waiting on it. Puts it down and, you know, with a, a decent strike. But, I mean, that was goal... Whereas the first one, you know, you can say, hold your hands up. You know, that's just one, one in a hundred. But the, the second goal is just it's just one, one that we just repeatedly concede when it's when it seems to turn into mayhem inside our, our box from crosses. Mark, coming back to yourself, the, the one name that we have not mentioned at all, and it's, uh, which is a little concerning, Malik Tillman. Because I, I think Bill was, was correct. I thought, you know, Maybe fashion wasn't the the, the worst on on the pitch because he's he's being subbed in sixty two minutes. You know, it's, this is we're still two one up at this point, and uh, Michael Beale. I don't know whether he just run out of patience with with, with fashion or, but Malik Tillman as well. He, if he eventually gets taken off, you know, and replaced by Scott Arfield. But what was your your view on on, on Malik's contribution yesterday? Because this boy has begun turning into a bit of an enigma. The hologram, you know, sometimes he's just when he, he turns, he disappears. He just, I, I, I'm not sure about his contribution at all yesterday. I thought he'd done all right, David. I, I didn't think he was bad. I thought he'd a, a decent game. I don't think he, he wasn't brilliant, but 
and all Dickie had a bad game. He did a lot of running about, he did me picking up, and he played a, a few nice balls and that. He, he, was, he was involved in the, the build-up of a lot of play. So, I was surprised as you, when uh, I, I thought fashion, but you know me, with, with fashion, I love that boy to bits. See, I'm getting there with Cantwell, but I'll still always go for fashion, no matter what. As long as fashion doesn't get time to think, he's fine. It's when he starts when when he starts to be able to use that, he just it just goes. <laughs> it just he's got no chance. So, but I thought Tillman was half decent. I didn't think he was really bad. But when they brought Alan uh, Scotty Arfield, the guy does what he does every time he comes on as a sub. He, he comes in and he moves into space that other players that we've got don't do. We've not got anybody else. We need to go and look during the, the summer transfer for a, a regen of Scotty Arfield. That's what we need to do for 20 years ago. That's what we need. Because the guy is a fan. He's, he can be deadly, especially when he's run out of the box. He does. He's done it time after time after time. I'm not too sure how many goals he's on. I think, I think it's about nine No, I think. I'm not too sure. It could be if you want to check on Google because I can't be bothered. Uh, but he's, but as a starting player, he's just there's no what we need. And unfortunately, I'm still under the impression that at the end of the season. Sorry, Scotty, but you need to go, mate. We need a full, we need a full wipeout. You're the people who've been here for far, far too long, and I do love the guy, and he's been a brilliant servant for us. And I would, when they change anything, and I'll thank him and I'll wish him the best wherever he goes. But back to Tillman. Tillman's, I thought he was okay, mate. I don't think he was bad, but I can understand why Bill took them both Sakala and Tillman off because we needed fresh legs. Because what we were doing, I think we were doing the thing that we were doing under GVB, was we were doing the same thing over and over again. And it wasn't working, so we had to bring something in that changed it. And by God, it didn't half change it. We, we, we looked like a proper Rangers team in the last 15 minutes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I'm going to commit 
heresy here, I, I suspect, but uh, here goes. Because, David, coming to you, I'm going to bat this one right on to you and give me your, your thoughts on all this. But in 77 minutes, we have a, a three-way sub, right? So we have got Ben Davis has come off, right? And Glenn Kamara goes on. That, and Lundstrom immediately slots, goes into central defence. Raskin comes off and uh, we, we bring on Hadji. And Tillman uh, is replaced by Scott Arfield. And Michael Beale for me, and I don't know whether he's going to stomp on me for this, but there, there's almost at times with the with Beal's substitutions, there's a wee touch of the, the Pedro Cassini about it. I, I'm not sure how much he uh, he thinks this through. I think he's, he's quite intuitive in terms of you know what he thinks is the is 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 the fix for what he's seen in the pitch. You know, we're now we're now at seventy odd minutes. It's at two two. You know, so. Disaster is looming here, but uh, what would what would your take on on the the, the three way substitutes that he made and 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 you know maybe kind of over the course wheels substitution you know history and policy and and he's not scared to make big changes is he during during a game sometimes uh, I I get a wee bit concerned you know at the just at something cavalier would I think is the word that kind of springs to mind. In terms of making substitutions, obviously you had to change something, but that was uh, taking off Ben Davis and replacing him with with uh, Kamara was was bordering on strange. Put it that way. Well, I'll start with, with with the first one with Matondo coming on for um, Sakala. Bill yeah. said that he was playing he was playing well, Sakala, but he's a bit erratic. Was it, I think the words he used. So I think that's what he, uh, why he, too, he tried Matondo. To be honest, I don't think everybody, why the heck is he coming on? <laughs> and uh, when when it came to the second, uh, the three subs, I even put down in the in the WhatsApp, what the hell is Bill doing? Is he crazy? <laughs> so was, I mean, and I think somebody put back to the old school so when when they come on, so Kamara, I mean Kamara. When was the last time we seen Kamara? Certainly, certainly a good few games ago. Uh, no, Haji, we haven't seen the last time, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know whether the idea was to put Lundstrom back to centre half. I would imagine because I, I think I think even Bill probably felt that uh, Davies was uh, was afraid that he was going to rip his tights. Uh, because that's the way he started to remember the old days. We used to say that he's frightened of his tights, and that's that's the way Davies is sort of a turning into now. He's, he seems to be a bit powder puff and not not getting uh, stuck in. So yeah, no, I, I mean I could see that, but uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I really was really shocked with the substitutes. I didn't I didn't expect it, and uh, and even the. the Bill's not been making substitutes really up to about the, the 80th minute the last the last few times. So at least he was giving him a decent chance to get into the game. And yeah, it worked. <laughs> Whatever he did, it worked. And that's yeah, a, that's the main thing. Well, come on, come on to you, thanks, Dave. Come on to you. I mean, I want you. Uh, I'm going to get around to you all to, to hear your view on, on the subs. You know, because we, uh, we when we seen Rabbi Matondo, you know, in the place for fashion, you're singing okay. But then, when we get to seven seven minutes, and it's 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 the three way subs, you know, and it's it's all be turning a wee bit more bizarre. Owen, what were you thinking? And and 
on that and and Beale's you know record in, in this when when he he feels the need to change the game, I, I think it almost strikes me is that sometimes he gets angry with them and and, and almost wants to punish someone to get right. You get off and and put someone else on when sometimes it's not. I mean, and, and I'm not a football professional at all, but as you as you crisis, I'm sure it's shining through. But it, sometimes it strikes me as that he's uh, he's winging it. I mean, someone convinced me that he's that he knows what he's doing. I think, I mean, asked in terms of those three subs that he made yesterday, you know, the the, the Arfield and Hadji and um, Kamara ones, I think it was just a case of the fact it was 2-2. It was kind of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say desperation, but it was kind of a, we can't allow, we can't allow this game to finish like this. We, I've got to try something different. I don't know whether you you picked up in in, in his post match. He said something as well about when he brought uh, off Davis. He went. He said it, we changed formation. So I mean, I'm not quite sure how he did that. Whether we went went three at the back surreptitiously, we didn't really pick up on it. I don't know. But yeah, I th- Bill. I think someone made a good point in the live chat, and I think it's right. I think Bill is still learning in terms of game in game management. You know, even the most experienced managers get substitutions wrong, and it, it takes time. I think. I mean, this this is his. I mean, obviously he had the QPR job, but this is his first real big management job, isn't it? I mean, I think he's still learning on, on that. But I mean, in terms of the substitutions as well this season, I think he's kind of suffered as well from the fact we've we've got very little on the bench to make impact. You know, I mean, you, you look at that bench yesterday. There was there was no there was no striker to come on for Alfie. There was there was just literally he had he was down to the bare bones. So but I do think he is kind of refining that and trying to learn that game management technique. And perhaps he does need someone on that coaching staff with a bit more experience. Like Stevie G had Gary McAllister say, just with a bit of experience there to say, right, boss, this is when we we need to make a change now, a bit earlier, and it needs to be this sort of change. Just as a little bit of advice. He I mean he has only been managing for a very, very short time. But uh now I think the subs yesterday was a kind of a I've got to try something different. I've got to just throw these guys on and try something different. Yeah, well, they, they certainly did. Well, they certainly did make a change because, you know, we uh, we we made the change in, in 77 minutes and in 79 minutes, the third goal goes in, you know, and, and who would have thunk it but Rabi Matondo bursting down the left and, uh, you know, I, because I, I'm in the club deck and I, had a, I was pretty convinced he was a uh, he was on side, you know, from the outset. So I wasn't too concerned about the kind of the the review of, of, of the decision. But it turned out when I saw it to be a lot closer than I than I thought at the time. But uh, we so we got our noses in front in seventy nine minutes. But just give me your take on 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 the subs in general and and you know Alfredo's one two seventy nine and eighty one minutes and all of a sudden we're four two up and uh, what was all the fuss about? Hi, subs. It was bizarre, really bizarre. It was because I, I know there's this talk about oh, tactical change. Did we, as as Owen said, did we surreptitiously go to a back three? No, we didn't do that. Lindstrom went and played centre back. I watched it. I saw him, and for my money, taking off an experienced centre back to then put a midfield in at centre back was just a weird move. But you know, I'm not going to criticise it. We won the game five two. So, obviously, what he did worked. Um, I just didn't understand it. I, I know what Davies saying about Ben Davies being a bit uh, powder puff, perhaps, and I think it's maybe starting to look that way, isn't it? But still, you know, if I was Michael Beale, that's not the changes I would have made. But then I'm not Michael Beale. Uh, 
you know, I'm just a fat bastard on a Rangers podcast, so I don't get to make these types of calls, let alone criticise them. But yeah, the subs worked and, um, you know, good to see, I suppose. Scott Arfield coming on, I just, I love the guy and I think this is what he gives you, is that he's an impact sub. And, you know, Owen was saying, we, you know, we didn't really have anybody on the bench, we didn't have a striker, we didn't have somebody to replace Morelos. I, I always think you bring Scott Arfield on, he's good for a goal. You know, so, so, so many games he's got his important goals and he makes those runs, he gets into those spaces. Um, is it is the subs thing about Beal just experimenting? Is he doing it off the cuff? Is he getting angry and then deciding, well, you're playing rubbish, so I need to take you off or you've done something to upset me, so I need to take you off? I don't know. Um, he, he does seem to make strange substitutions from time to time, but he has got an awful lot of them right. You know, he, he has made substitutions in the past and then we've gone on and won a game and that's what happened again yesterday so I think in fairness to Beal you know he's, he's not got a lot to work with at the moment we had for whatever reason we've got a massive injury list again after just having got rid of our massive injury list so what he had to choose from yesterday wasn't the greatest perhaps but it certainly did you know he made, he made the changes that counted um, so for that I, I don't think we can be too critical of him yeah, I think he is, uh, as, as I said earlier, you know, it's either brave or it's reckless in terms of, you know, I don't think any of us expected to see Robin Batondo feature at some point during that game yesterday. And and then when he had the, you know, the wee rush, of, the rush of subs, you know, at 77 minutes, then you're beginning to get a wee bit concerned because I'm, I'm kind of still stung by the, the, the old firm game, you know, Ibox, when we made changes, you know, we were two one up and we never quite saw out. And you're thinking, you know, did, did that contribute to, you know, the, them getting the equaliser and, and another Keystone Cops goal? So maybe what progress has been made, there's no doubt about it in terms of our results. But I think sometimes uh, Mike, Michael Beale's lack of experience is, uh, is shines through. So, so Curry, coming back to yourself, what what was your take on, on, on the sub, the merry-go-round? You know, we got a bloody revolving door on the, on the touchline, you know, from about 60 minutes onwards. To, and and you would have to say, you know, they, they, they had the desired effect, you know, in terms of we, we eventually won the game 5-2. And, you know, as I said, all is well. So what we all panicking about? Uh, I'm going to be honest here. I absolutely went... Rudy O'Rental when I seen the starting eleven, because I thought there'd be wholesale changes and not just through the injuries. I thought it'd be, be, be right. We'll get some of the guys that's on the fringe, get them on there, see how they're doing, get them up and running in case they do or they are good enough to play for the cup or for next season. We need to concentrate next season. So I didn't want to see Kamara on the bench. I didn't want to see any of the old guard in the bench at all. I was wanting it to be fully youth players and for them to get a game and see, we only get one player on for about two minutes, five minutes if that. So that was disappointing. The Rangers, a... the Rangers, sorry, sorry David, I paused there, sorry my man. Uh, the Rangers and me, I want to win every game but then I need to think, right, we need to get this all sorted out for next season and for the Cup. We need to know who's good enough and who's no good enough, who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. 
So please just stop playing guys that are not going to be here anymore. There's no point other than, right, oh, right we've got three points, yeah. We, we, we beat them 5-2, yeah. I'm pleased we won. And it was a, the last 15 minutes game were tremendous. But otherwise it was like, we get three points and we won 5-2. It's, it's just like, I don't feel, I, I don't feel any excitement about it. And I never seen that with the subs either because it was it was all guys that were already know how they're going to do, except for Matondo. And I, I thought the, the lad he did all right for his first game back in what six months since he last played. So it's like he done all right, and his his way back for Morelos was absolutely astounding because he picked him because I never seen it. Because when I seen him pass the ball, I, he passed it. I can't remember who was it uh, was in front. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I see Morelos coming in from, the, from behind because the camera had they showed that 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 angle, and then Morelos just slots it right into the the back of the net, which it, I never seen that. And how he's seen it, it was the boys get quality, and he's he's got pace. That's his first game. As I think we've all said, you need to give the guy at least a chance. And if we don't, if he gets sold on at the, the, the end of the season, maybe if the Bills get somebody for that position already laid out. Because I can't... Just I'll ask you guys, this is a wee question for me, you use. Do you not find it quite funny that Kent has got another injury? Remember the last time he had done a, a game that was absolute garbage? He suddenly got a one-game injury and he got left out. Do you think that's just a... A coincidence, or is that nah? You're just no good enough. But we don't want to say that. Oh, I think you make a an excellent point, Curry, because I, I think we. I mean, I've advocated, you know, some time ago that we should be using the games that we have left. You know, particularly after last weekend's result, the whole thing's gone pop. So, for us to uh, discover who's who goes and who stays, I think he should be finding out on the pitch who he can trust and who he can't trust, which means that you know, sometimes we uh, we should be going with maybe less experienced players dipping into some of the youth squad and finding out, you know, Leon King, who eventually did come on, but with, with a minute to go or two minutes to go, which, which is pointless in, in my book. But, you know, where, where are some of the youth players? Adam Devine, you know, there's, uh, uh, there's a, a few players in there who I would want to uh, test, you know, live, and and with a view that you know next season is 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 probably a, you know other than the game at the end of the month in which place we'll we'll have to go with the tried and tested or, or as we say tried and failed, but he has to play you know kind of he'll be hamstrung with he'll be playing players who may not be with us next season but with a view that he will deem that to be our strongest team because we have to win this game because it's a, it's a, a disaster if we don't. So, David, just coming back to yourself, I mean, do you think that Michael Beale should be uh, being a bit more creative in terms of getting players on the pitch who he thinks will be with us next season rather than going, particularly for, you know, league games, which are effectively dead rubbers uh, and, and with a view to testing our squad for next season? What's your, what's your opinion on that? No, I, th- I think he wants to keep the, the, the same sort of a team together till the cup final or cup semi-final and then I think after that if we win then uh, then he might start trying uh, different things but I don't think he'll be doing much before the cup, the cup semi-final and uh, after that 
then I think he will. I think that's just sort of a what happens there is is dependent on uh, and what what he's going to do. But I think he sort of wants to keep the keep the the the, the ball rolling and uh, doesn't want to change too much just now to, to to upset the team because we've got to that cup, cup semi final is a really really big game for us and I think he wants to keep the players uh, happy and ready for that game and I think after that then I think uh, he'll, he will change things and, and have a look and see who, who can do what. It's just a shame. I mean, some of the players that, that we've, we've had through from the B team, um, we've not seen them again. And I think that's a shame. I think that some of them should be at least. I mean, I saw Lovelace uh, giving an interview last week. I think it's a shame that we've not, we've not seen him at least on the bench. To give him a few minutes. I mean, we've, we've get, probably got worse players than him on the bench. So, but that, that's right. I think the cup fight, the cup semi finals, uh, the, the big, the big day. I think what happens here. Well, Owen, coming back to you. I mean, the if last week, you know, against them represents what he thinks is the strongest eleven. I mean, is Ben Davis going to be featuring in that for the, the cup semi final? Because I think yesterday. Uh, was a bad day for Ben Davis because I think maybe Michael Beale has come to the conclusion that he just can't trust him. You know, he's a decent enough player, but you know, there's there's some errors in there which don't seem to be going away. Mm. And uh, is, will he be featuring in, in the, the team at the end of the month? So, if, if with the view is that you know Michael Beale has in his own mind his strongest eleven, is Ben Davis in, in or out of that? Ah. Uh... I think that he's probably going to. Play. I think he'll probably play him. I think if Goldson's fit, I think it'll be Goldson and uh, Davis in central midfield, in central defence. Sorry, I think that team that we saw against Celtic probably is what Beal imagines his strongest eleven at this moment in time to be. I would throw a bit of ball in there and go suit to Goldson and Davis. Just try something different against them because they're. they're they're going to have clear expectations of what we're going to come into the game and do. We're going to go 4-2-3-1. We're going to keep the same formation, same players. Just throw something in there. Throw them off a little bit. And I think the issue we've got at the back is the fact that of the three centres, I mean, Goldson, don't get me wrong. Goldson's not amazing, but he's a big miss. His communication skills are a big miss. His leadership skills are a big miss. And I think yeah. put him in between Souter and uh, Davis would make a difference. Push Tavon further up the field. I think just against something different. But I do think Davis will be there. Yes, I think. But I agree. He's got he's got a mistake in him. He's done it not just against Celtic, not just against St Mirren, but against other lesser teams as well. Even lesser teams than St Mirren, he's gone and made silly, silly mistakes. I think long term, and I hope Beal Beal is planning for this. He's planning to bring in another central defender in the summer and a proper no nonsense central defender. Yeah, <clears throat> Bill, coming back to you. I mean, uh, there's some questions I could probably add to that in, in terms of you know Ben Davis, who I think has now got a question mark over his head. I think the other question marks over Malik Tillman. So as to whether that's that's if last week's strongest was his his view of his strongest eleven, then I, I think he'll change it for the semi final because we're not going to because we'll just do a rerun. So I think uh, he'll be looking for, you know, I, I think as he said yesterday, I want more. So I, I don't know whether they would be able to provide him with any more because but other than that, Bill, coming back to you, I mean we had uh, Obviously, we had uh, 
Alfredo scores in 71, you know, after the, the goalkeeper's save from uh, Cantwell. He then bangs in, and then we finish with possibly the goal of the game, which uh, I think we've all seen the video, you know, of the 60 passes. And uh, I think there are, you know, 60 passes, and I think almost every Rangers player touched the ball in, in, in that move to, to get it. But why? I would prefer it if that was video was, was much shorter and it was six passes to get the ball in the net rather than 60. So I, I, I really don't understand why, because when you play the video and you look at the number of times Borna Barris each touched the ball in the mm-hmm. 60 passes, that's as much of a concern as it is, you know, to uh, for, for me that, you know, it's taken 60 passes to, to, to eventually score. And, and the point at which we made the breakthrough was when Todd Cantwell no longer wants to just pass it to the, you know, the, the Rangers player who's 10, 15 yards away from it's when he actually took the risk of then just bursting through. A wee Shelly Shelly passed a couple of their defenders, slid it into Scott Arfield, who stuck it between the goalkeeper's legs, which was uh, the outcome that we all wanted. But I'd, should it have taken 60 passes to get to that point? Well, I don't know. Was it one of these things where we thought we would play keep ball for a while and make them chases? I mean, sometimes, you know, you watch a game of football and teams will pass it side to side or the dreaded horseshoe to try and make spaces appear. Um, you know, you could see St Mirren were staying pretty compact when we had the ball throughout that phase and no really committing to, to come and actually tackle a man or anything like that. And yeah, it's, it's, you're right, it's as if Campbell just decides, right, fuck this, I'm going to run at these bastards and make something happen. And, you know, he did make something happen. It's a delicious pass through to Arfield, who's made that run that Arfield makes that nobody else in our team seems to make. Uh, fantastic, fantastic nutmeg. You know, nut- nutmeg in a goalkeeper's no something you see very often, so it's, it's really, really nice when you do see it. But, I, you know, just moving the ball side to side, that was what we were guilty of when Gio, when it was his team, um, you know, and I, I do, I, I enjoy it when we're a bit more direct and we go and, as you say, take the risk a little bit and actually go and try and beat a man. Um, so I, I don't know. I think late in the game when you're 4 two up, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with just passing it around a bit, not having to work too hard and sort of uh, allow the, the life to creep back into the old legs a little bit. I, I don't really think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, but well done, Todd Cantwell, because... You know, again, he's just he's fantastic, and the way that he can just make things happen like that. Um, what, what you were saying about Tillman, you know, and because I think Tillman's another player that's got that, and I know there's a bit of frustration with Malik Tillman at the moment because he didn't have a great game against them, and then he, he didn't play particularly well yesterday, although he had a few nice touches and whatnot. But I'd like to see us stick with him, as you know. And I think I've said a couple of times now on the show that. With Tillman, you know, if we, if we were only bringing one player in in the summer, I'd like it just to be that we get Tillman signed down. I think he's fantastic. And you have to remember he's 20 years of age. That inconsistency is part of being a 20-year-old. 20-year-olds that are not inconsistent are way, way out of our price league. I think we need to sign him up and, you know, in two or three years, make a whopping huge great amount of money off of Malik Tillman. Will he play against Celtic in the semi-final? I don't know. Uh, regards to what you were saying about do we just keep it the same or does Beal keep it the same as the last game against Celtic I I, I don't know it doesn't particularly worry me if he does 
Um, what let us down against Celtic was really two moments of suicidal defending. I thought, you know, if, if, if you take those two mistakes out of that game, I think we win that game. So if we start with the same team against them the next time, provided the likes of Goldson and Kent are back fit, I don't think I'll be particularly concerned. What concerns me is just the fact that the likes of Ben Davies has got a mistake in him. But again, if you're going to get a defender that doesn't have a mistake in him, I don't think Rangers can afford that defender. Yeah, I think Michael Beale will uh, may surprise us in, in, in terms of his uh, selection for the semi-final. I... I, I and I've got nothing really to base this on other than my hunch is that he will he will mix it up just a wee touch for the semi. But <clears throat> before we do that, well, Mark, we'll come back to you. The just on the the, the finish of the game in the sixty yard, the sorry, the sixty pass move. What's your take on that? Was it just a sixty? You know, I don't know many how many minutes long that video is, but it's a uh, what did. Todd Cantwell just short-circuit the whole thing and just say, right, I'm going to pop it in the net. <laughs> I was watching it, and I'm just going to do an impression. Every single Ranger supporter that was watching that game, right, right, right. No, forward, forward. Pa- pass it forward. For Pass it forward, forward. That's just... But here we go again. Here we go again. Another pass. Another pass. Oh, what a goal! <laughs> that, 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 was, that, that was every Ranger supporter that was watching that. Yeah. Was Bill was right. He, it was like, Doug Cantwell was like, saw this. And he took it yeah. by the three, three boys as if they weren't there. And the, the thing I love was the, the, the wee no pass. No look past, he just looked away. And if you watch the video, you can see the guy that was following him. As soon as he does it, he, he actually looked at that way as well. So that basically took him out of the game as well. And the, the pass through was absolutely perfect. And your man does what your man does. Just slots it right between the keeper's legs. Can't say anything. It was, it was brilliant. But it was just, as I said, the build up. And if, Bill, again, it's when when we play that fast football and we're just bombing forward, teams, e- even the, the teams that have got, tell me, the, the banky 10, the two banksy 5, they still struggle with that. Because it's, if that's the one big difference I've noticed between GVB, Gerard, and Bill. They're playing a lot more passes through the middle and it's fast hard passes it's precise passes they're looking for they're, they're, they're not looking for big boys into the side and that they're, they're concentrating a lot of stuff through the middle so it's congesting their two banks and they're basically yeah, getting think, e- each other's way Sorry Mark, I think our opening goal came from something similar you know when we, we pass it to into the penalty box <clears throat> which, which Sakala then plays out to Tav, who crosses it. So there w- was uh, moments where we were just going straight through the middle of them, and I think that has been a feature, as you, as you said, that's yeah. been a feature of Michael Beals. So what, there's, I mean, see, I've been watching the chat, and the, the chat's been quite good because they're, they're having a conversation about everything we've been talking about, and every single one of them have got a point. It's like, I can see everybody's, to me, like, like, like see Davies and that. I like Davies. 
and I think it was Aldo said that we're so fickle. It wasn't that long ago he said, oh, him and Goldson were, uh, Davies and Goldson were building up a great partnership together and they were looking good. And two, just after two games, if it's, well, obviously it was to be suitor, but it's like, mm, maybe that's Davies is not quite as good as we think he is. But I think Davies, Davies is good out with the box. I think Davies is a good defender. In the box, I just think he panics. I think he, he turns into a pure Tommy fashion Sakala inside the box. He's just a total brain fart and he panics. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Mark. Well, David, it's coming back to yourself. <clears throat> I, I don't think there's much of a debate on this one myself, but I'm, I'm going to hear you out. In terms of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old school, so I'm still going with man of the match. You know, I think it's become player of the match now, but you know who I mean. So I think we all know who it was. And uh, so just, I'm just going to run around. You get can confirmation, if nothing else, confirmation bias of, of who the man of the match was. And uh, and, we'll, and we'll wrap it up just uh, I mean, I think we'll, we'll look on Thursday at, at the Aberdeen game. You know, we've got uh, seven days to worry about that and think about, you know, hopefully getting some positive news in terms of injuries and people returning from injury just to kind of give uh, feel a, a, just a more of a, a pool to choose from with a mix up. Obviously, this is going to be our last game before, if, which is effectively, you know, the, the, the most important game of the season, the one important game that's left. So what, who was your man of the match yesterday and what can what we're looking forward to during the week? <clears throat> Um, well, I think it's uh, it's good you said that because we're we're heading for, towards the hour mark now, and I'll I'll be getting murdered from Colin if we go on too long. Um, but uh, I think uh, everybody will be the same. Cantwell will be uh, will be man of the match, and uh, I'm quite interested in to, yeah to to hear what Curry's going to say about the the beautiful crosses that uh, that. Uh, that I've forgotten his name now. That um, was put in for the for the goal. Um, Boring Borna Barisic. That's obviously I've lost there. Um, Borna Barisic. I wonder what what, what Curry's uh, thinking about that because that guy has got some left foot. So yeah, is he? I mean, we wish we talk about Jim Baxter having a great left foot, and he and he did. But then, but Barisic is uh, crosses. He's he's up there with the best. He really is. Owen, how are you? Listen to who's your man of the match yesterday, and uh, if you want to just give us a a parting shout out for the Glasgow Rangers nation. Um, Got to be Todd Cantwell, just absolutely outstanding. I mean, absolutely outstanding. I mean, I looked at some of his stats as well from yesterday. I mean, ninety-one percent pass accuracy, seventy-five percent dribble completion. Uh, three goal contributions. The, the lad was just absolutely outstanding, and he's just continues to grow um, into that role in the midfield. Um, so yeah, Cadwell, absolutely brilliant, and hopefully he'll repeat that over the next couple of games, especially on, at the end of April. Um, yeah, just a quick shout. Obviously, Glasgow Rangers Nation guys, check it out on YouTube. Daily Rangers content um, run by fans for you, the fan. Uh, that's the thing. It's your your team every single day. Myself every day, and then obviously you get the added bonus. Of a couple of times a week, you get Victoria as well, who uh, I know Curry is the biggest fan of in the world. I'm sure he's got a picture up in in in, in his in his bedroom. 
Could you organise a signed photograph? <laughs> I'll say what I, 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 as soon as as soon as we get off here, I'll, I'll I'll send her a voice note and see if I can get her a signed see if I can get her a signed photograph. You think it's in my bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, just a uh, almost a, a rhetorical question, but your uh, player of the match yesterday and uh, what what can you hope for this week in terms of uh, injury returns? Yeah, uh, Cantwell, no doubt about it. Absolutely ran the show, got his goal, gets assists, just fantastic. Um, and just seems to have this thing where, like I said earlier, he just decides, right, I'm going to run at this defence and causes absolute mayhem. What a player. I just, I'm really enjoying watching him. And I think, you know, if you think about maybe the last 10 games or something like that, he's a man of the match six or seven times. So it's not a one-off either. That's that's the beautiful thing about it. Um, in terms of injuries and people coming back and all of that, I think um, it's been suggested that Goldson's to be fit for the game against Aberdeen. So it'll be interesting to see what the back four and or back five might look like. Uh, that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, and I don't know about Curry's conspiracy theory about Ryan Kent. So we'll see whether or not that's borne out when we get to the game against Aberdeen and find out if Kent's fit. Right. <clears throat> Final word to you, Mark. It's uh, your man of the match and uh, any conspiracy theories you want to share with us? You're on mute, Curry. You're on mute. Probably a good idea because I swore a couple of times. Right. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to know one conspiracy theory out the part right away, right? Celtic supporters coming into this chat, they're no obsessed. Honest, they're no. They're just no obsessed at all coming to our Rangers channel. It's just, why would anybody think they're obsessed by coming to watch their biggest rivals stream? It's just, it's unhealthy. That's just, it's silliness. It's like the Loch Ness Monster. You'll never see it. Apparently. Anyway, uh, man of the match would be Cantwell, by far. The guy is phenomenal. He's brilliant. Uh, he offers the team so much energy. He's got a lot of skill there. And this is him only starting. Hopefully when we get the new signings in, and we'll see how it is, and we'll see how next season goes. For the for the future, for the Cup and that, it's going to be a hard, hard game. And we need to try and show the same type of play that we did in the last game and get rid of the mistakes. That's what cost us the last game, was the silly mistakes, because we kept them quiet all over the park otherwise. It was just the mistakes that spoiled it for us. And they've got a striker that's clinical, and you can't deny that. It's it's hard to say, but the, the boy the boy is just absolutely deadly, and that's something that we probably would love to get for next season. And I've got my fingers crossed. So, oh, onwards and upwards, as they say, and hopefully we can do something. And one wee last thing before I go, mate. Everybody in chat, thank you so much for coming. Uh, we'll sort the carry on with chat hopefully very very soon. Uh, but I'm glad you are here. Everybody that subbed, everybody that even comes to watch, if they share the, the, the video, it does mean a lot to us. And I, I think I said in chat, it's not just idle, idle talk. 
I do love being here. I'm just the same as you guys, except I've got my ugly mug on a video camera, and I hope I give you a wee bit of a smile and I carry on. Smashing Mark, it's good that you've appointed yourself, you know, public relations manager for the Gallant Few podcast because you do a brilliant job at it. It's uh, you're really good. It's <laughs> about the only thing I'm good at, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's just a, a well, we've got a full house just to wrap things up. That's a full house for Todd Cantwell because I, I don't know whether you did you see yesterday when when uh, Todd Cantwell had a wee rant at Tavernier when they, you know, he obviously made his feelings known when he was, uh, he was not best pleased about some, some issue, but he was, uh, he was quite vocal in, in making his feelings known, which, which I think this boy's uh, potentially, you know, that he is the real deal for me because he's got that wee edge to him. He's got technical ability, but he, and he's, he's got that wee swagger, a wee bit gallus, as, as, as we say in Glasgow. But we're just going to wrap it up there, guys. So thank you very much. Thank you for everyone for uh, putting the messages in, subscribing, putting up subscriptions. We uh, really, really, it's really good that you uh, give us the help we, uh, to get this thing going and Owens We Project. So we really want you to go check out the Glasgow Rangers Nation and uh, support the fellow Rangers fans, which, which we all are. So that's uh, for all for tonight, guys, and we are the people.